Chapter 11 The rain had been light under the trees, so our clothes were fairly dry. As the heater blasted hot air and the heavy drops off the branches slapped against the roof, we devoured the fried chicken. Then we broke into the potato wedges. Kalia methodically set up all her dipping sauces in a row on the dash, honey mustard, blue cheese, ranch sweet and sour barbecue, ketchup. With the deftness of a practiced hand, she dipped each end of a potato wedge in a different sauce, then folded it in half and popped it in her mouth. What's going on over there? I said. She waved her hand over the sauce bins like they were top hats in a magician's stage show. With this assortment of sauces, I can simulate nearly any meal. Here. She dipped a wedge in barbecue and sweet and sour, then presented it to me. Bacon and pancakes. Try. She watched as I chewed it. Ha. Huh. I don't see it. Really? All right. Kalia made me try roast chicken next, then spaghetti, and finally corned beef and cabbage. None of them tasted like the names she'd given them. I guess only super tasters can appreciate my art, she said with mock haughtiness. What's a super taster? Is that a Mobiac thing? No, it's an everybody thing. It's all about the density of your taste buds. Let me see your tongue. Come on. I stuck out my tongue, and she inspected it with her cell phone flashlight. Ah, she said. That explains it. Most unfortunate. Very low density. Not a super taster, you are. I put my tongue back in my mouth. Oh, is that right? There are certain things you just can't taste, mysterious flavors you'll never know. I think I'll survive. We had pie for dessert, all three kinds. Why does this feel like my last meal? I said, my stomach pressing up against my diaphragm. Don't be dramatic. After washing our hands with the rain, Kalia got in the back seat and started making a nest out of the mountain of sweatshirts she'd bought. How long we waiting? I said. At least till morning. The monk could be coming from miles away. Better get comfortable. It's going to be cold tonight. The Lost Coast never got too cold. There was rarely snow at sea level. We wouldn't freeze to death, even without the sweatshirts, but I was glad to have them. The windows fogged up as I built my own nest in the back seat, piling the sweatshirts on top of me and behind my head. Kalia asked if she could stretch her legs and rest her feet in my lap, and I consented. Being that close reminded me of earlier in the day at the miniature golf course, which seemed so long ago now, when we'd made out in front of an audience of woodland creatures. Up until that thought, the after-dinner lull in conversation had felt natural and comfortable. Now it felt awkward. But as hard as I tried, I couldn't think of anything to say. Then, just when I decided to volley a solid and perfectly normal goodnight, Kalia broke the silence, I got a question for you. There were twelve vials of otolith cackle in that case, originally. You used four on me, right? She waited for my yes before continuing. And I used one on you to save you from Naomi. That should leave seven. But there are only five. The other two prisoners with Lu's son seemed like they were suffering, so I gave them each a vial. And it worked. They got better right away. But they wouldn't come with me.
they were afraid the memorist would kill their families if they did. She was forcing them to make some kind of wall. A wall. They knew my name too, and I just remembered. They said the only way to defeat the memorist was to go beyond the cheese danish in the whorl of the sourdough starter. That's crazy even by my standards. Maybe they have other problems not even Otolith cackle can cure. I don't think so, I said. With everything going on, I haven't even thought about it till now, but if the memorist is really bonded to my mom, then those prisoners were probably talking about my family's sourdough starter. It must be a totem. Hold on, Kalia said. What's a sourdough starter, and why does your family have one? It's what sourdough bread is made from. It's flour, water, and yeast, basically. It's a living, fermenting thing. To keep it alive, you have to feed it flour and water every so often. Each starter has its own qualities and flavor. The one I use has been in my family for hundreds of years, according to my mom. That means generation after generation kept it alive, fed it regularly. I could keep you up all night with the family lore surrounding it. My mom was crazy when it came to bread. I mean she was crazy when it came to a lot of things but especially bread. She didn't want anybody outside the family eating our sourdough. She pile-drived that into our heads as kids. And we could never throw it away when it got stale. We had to make breadcrumbs from it, which she made us carry around at all times and feed to birds. That breadcrumbs thing is an old Mobiac habit. Birds are attracted to our cackle when it's spreading. If a Shanika living in the 1600s had birds following her around every time she stubbed her toe, she might be accused of being a witch. But if she was known for feeding birds, she might avoid suspicion. Practical. Now what about the cheese Danish? Does that have some kind of family significance too? Yeah. When I didn't expand, Kalia said, Are you going to tell me what that is? It's a long story. We have time. And if it has any chance of helping foil whatever plans this memorist lady has, then I'd like to hear it. Okay, well. When I was a kid, my favorite food was probably the cheese danish. And there was this little bakery across the street from my mom's drug dealer that made the best I'd ever tasted. Whenever my mom went to get her heroin, she'd drop me at the bakery and give me just enough money to buy three cheese danishes, one for me and one for each of my sisters. And I'd sit and eat my pastry and read a book while I waited for her. My sisters were much older than me, and they didn't care about cheese danishes as much as I did. Sometimes, while I waited, I couldn't resist stealing what I thought were unnoticeable bites from their share. They never told on me, but twice my mom caught me and slapped me around and threatened to never take me to the bakery again. But I was a sly, greedy little kid, and I noticed that when she was gone a long time she'd come back groggy and quiet, and when she was like this she'd never check the bag. The two times she caught me before though, she'd come back sooner than usual and been agitated and alert. So I got wise. If I finished reading one chapter of my book and she still hadn't returned, I was safe to steal a few bites from my sisters, which worked great, until the day it didn't. The last time we went to the bakery, my mom was gone for an extra long time, six chapters at least, but when she got back she wasn't groggy at all. She crashed through the door already angry about something. By then I'd eaten two of the three danishes. 
When she saw that she lost it right there in the bakery, screaming at me, shaking me, slapping me around, calling me names, blaming me for things I didn't really understand. The police and child services were called. Later, they inspected our home and found it unsuitable. They found my mom unsuitable too, and my sisters and I were put in foster care. After that my mother's habit got worse, and I'd be lucky to see her once a year. Wow, Kalia said. That's intense. I'm sorry. Since then, I haven't been able to eat a cheese danish without throwing up. I can't explain it. It's just a weird problem I have that honestly never really comes up, not until recently anyway. Nancy knows about my condition of course, and my mom, and the memorist too I'm sure. Oren made me take a bite of one while he was kidnapping me, said he would have killed me if was able to hold it down. I've heard of Mobiacs doing this with whorls they want to keep secret from a bond or family member. They center the whorl around something traumatic for that person, so they won't be able to experience the whorl uncorrupted. There must be something in this sourdough whorl they don't want you to see. Where can we get the sourdough starter? I was staying at Naomi so much, I just left it there. When does it need to be fed next? It can survive probably two months if she doesn't take it out of the fridge. Good. That gives us time. We'll check out what's up with that shower curtain in the morning, then we'll start training you how to ride the ghost. There are a few tricks I can teach you to get past that cheese danish when the time comes.